The Pittsburgh Pirates got an absolute masterclass performance from Mitch Keller on Monday night. Luis Ortiz debuts for the first time in 2023 and stops stealing third base. Please. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. My name is Ethan Smith, your wonderful host of this Pittsburgh Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. More on them later. If you went to FanDuel yesterday, which you may have on that beautiful Monday evening that we saw from the Pittsburgh Pirates, If you bet the over on Mitch Keller innings pitched, well, you won that. Mitch Keller, for the first time in his career, pitches a complete game shutout against the Colorado Rockies at a time where the Pittsburgh Pirates desperately, desperately needed it. Um, He went into Monday night's game on a seven-game losing streak. It was your season-high You have Mitch Keller on the bump, your best pitcher in the rotation, your stopper, your ace, your guy. Austin Hedges, even after the game, per Jason Mackey, said he would not pick any other pitcher in the league right now over Mitch Keller. And quite honestly, I don't know if I would either the way he's been pitching lately. He drops his ERA to a 2-7-2, 103 pitches last night, 77 strikes, 8 strikeouts, 4 hits allowed, and only 1 walk. That was the best performance we have ever seen from Mitch Keller in his entire career. That is the best thing you could have asked for from Mitch Keller on Monday night. That was all you could have asked for. I mean, he was hitting the zone. He was getting guys out quickly. And even after the first inning, he had a good amount of pitches in that first inning and was able to go the distance. He didn't throw double-digit pitches. or he, I think he threw like not no more than 12 pitches in each of the final three innings of the game. Now, the offense, of course, didn't pop up for Pittsburgh until about the seventh inning when we saw Rodolfo Castro hit what would be the difference in this game on the two-run home run that they also desperately needed. Um, But, man, that that was a game for Mitch Keller that makes you bat an eye at what Mitch Keller was last year at this time. In May of last year, Mitch Keller, at the time of May of 2022, had the worst winning percentage among starting pitchers, one of the worst ERAs among starting pitchers, one of the worst strikeout rates among starting pitchers. I mean, it, it just all over the board. He looked like a commodity that just could not be fixed. Now, in 2023, he's in the top five in strikeouts among all National League starting pitchers. He's hitting the zone. He goes out there and just does things the same every night. 
He's consistent now, but he's not consistently bad anymore. He's consistently good. Mitch Keller, it, it, it just doesn't, I can't make sense of it. Even two years ago, when I started this podcast, Mitch Keller was an anomaly. You couldn't figure out why he couldn't figure it out. And now, he has the sinker working perfectly. The off-speed pitches are working in tandem with it. He's working well with Jason DeLay and Austin Hedges behind the dish. He's just going out there and being himself. And I tweeted it out before the game yesterday that I said, I just want Mitch Keller to go out there and pitch. Just be himself. Be the stopper in this rotation. Be the ace of this rotation. Be the guy that goes out there when the Pirates need you the most, which they did on this fine Monday evening. They did need an appearance from Mitch Keller like this. They needed a start like this from Mitch Keller to get out of this rut that they were in over the last week since the calendar turned to May. And may I also add that still going into this game, the Pittsburgh Pirates were still a first-place baseball team in the National League Central after a seven-game losing streak. Now, you turn the page, and they win against the Colorado Rockies team that we saw them sweep a couple weeks ago in Colorado, and Mitch Keller who is now 4-1 and one on the season. I know we don't really care about records that much from starting pitchers, but he's now 4-1 and one with a 2.72 ERA. I mean, those are all-star numbers. You could throw Mitch, realistically, into the all-star conversation for starting pitching this season. You could. If I would have said that to you last year, at the beginning of the year, or the year before that, at all, I would have got laughed off of this podcast. I would have got laughed off of Twitter for saying Mitch Keller could be an all-star. Now he looks unstoppable. Every start that he has, he does something in every start that the Pirates have been looking for from a starting pitcher since the likes of Joe Musgrove, Jameis Intaglio, and Garrett Cole. He goes out there and he gives the Pittsburgh Pirates a realistic chance to win every single day. Every single day that he pitches, every five days that Mitch Keller is on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know the Pittsburgh Pirates have a realistic shot at winning the ball game, no matter what. Because, I mean, look at the offense again tonight on Monday. Look at it. It didn't do much again. Seven hits, two runs. The two runs again coming from the Rodolfo Castro home run. Kyle Freeland. Honestly, for the most part, outside of that seventh inning, was about just as good as Mitch Keller was. Kyle Freeland had two earned runs, four strikeouts, three walks, seven hits. Now, part of that was the Pirates kind of shooting themselves in the foot with some decisions that I'm going to get into in the third segment of today's show. But Mitch Keller went out there on Monday night and said... I'm taking over this game, I'm putting this team on my back, and I am making sure that this seven-game losing streak stops here. That is what he did. And honestly, the question has to arise now. You handed out an extension to Key Brian Hayes last year. 
You handed out an extension to Brian Reynolds this year, not too long ago, actually. When do you approach Mitch about one? Because the last thing you want is for Mitch Keller to price himself out of Pittsburgh. And with a performance like he had last night, he might have. And you do not want to put yourself in that situation. You, you kind of, it, It's something to think about. How much does his value continue to go up with every good start that he has? Just think about that. But enjoy it while we're watching it at the same time. But just know in the back of your head, you do have to think, when do you start talking about an extension with Mitch Keller? Because that also goes back to the press conference with Brian Reynolds when they said they weren't done. Well, think Mitch Keller would be next. Because he went out on Monday night and proved that he is the ace of this staff. He's the best pitcher on this staff. And it is unquestioned. Rowanzi, Rich Hill, Vince Velasquez, Johan Oviedo have done fine. Mitch Keller right now in the Pirates rotation is on another level. And he can't dispute it. He is arguably, at this current moment, the best pitcher in the National League Central. And a top 10 pitcher in the National League, statistically. Those are claims that we can make that have valid arguments to them about Mitch Keller. But Mitch Keller, again, complete game shutout. The deepest he's ever went in a game in his major league career, the deepest he's went in a very long time. He did it once in AAA, but what a game from him. Eight strikeouts again, four hits, complete game shutout against the Colorado Rockies to end a seven-game losing streak. But another young arm in the form of Luis Ortiz will be making his 2023 debut tonight, and we'll talk about all of that here in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to let you know about the wonderful people over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Of course, betting on FanDuel is pretty fun. Uh, I'm in Georgia, so I can't do it. But I always look at the lines anyway to see what I would do, and sometimes I write them down and I just have a little fun with writing them down. You get promotions every day. The app safe and secure also when you win you get paid instantly so there's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than america's number one sports book visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba and the locked on podcast network and coming up for the rest of the week, tomorrow, we're going to be recapping Luis Ortiz's first 2023 start as well as taking a look at the final game of the Colorado Rockies and Pittsburgh Pirates series. On Thursday, the day off, we'll be talking with Craig about the whole Colorado Rockies series and taking a look ahead to the weekend as well as looking at the minor leagues as we always do. And then on Friday, of course, we'll be previewing the weekend series as we do every Friday. But before all that, Luis Ortiz is on the taxi squad, and it's expected to be starting tonight for the Pittsburgh Pirates to make his 2023 debut, where we got to see Luis Ortiz a little bit last season. 
he rose through the prospect ranks pretty quickly. He was a guy that was really on nobody's radar before 2022 really started, but his velocity and his numbers just skyrocketed in the year 2022. Of course, he got the call up last season, had a few appearances, did okay. A lot of people at the beginning of 2023 really did want to see Luis Ortiz come up here pretty quickly. Obviously, a guy who has some of the fastest pitches allotted this year in terms of pitch velocity in all of minor league baseball and a guy that is just going to pound the zone with that fastball. Now, I've said it before, he does still need to work on the breaking balls. He still needs to get some off-speed going to where he is going to be able to consistently throw a good off-speed pitch with that very good fastball. So far in the minor leagues, he's done it, folks. He's been in AAA, 2.23 ERA in seven starts, 32 and a third innings pitched. And I think what's most impressive for me right now from what we're seeing with Luis Ortiz is the fact that he has 29 strikeouts to 11 walks. So that means he's striking out guys at will, and he's not giving away the free pass. He's also only allowed two home runs all year and a 174 opponent's batting average, which is way, 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 way lower than any other number that he's ever had. In 2019, uh, his opponents hit 246, 241 in 2021, 227 in 2022, and now 174 so far in 2023 through seven starts, which averages out to a 229 over his career. He also has a whip of a .96. God, you just have to love it. It's tough that you're going to like to see. Luis Ortiz is a guy that a lot of people, including myself, want to see turn into a guy that can be a staple in this rotation along the likes of other names that we know, like a Mike Burroughs, who hoping for a speedy recovery from him and his rehab from Tommy John surgery. A guy like JT Brubaker, who was a mainstay here for a while, that you were hoping would be here. Same thing to him. Then you look at a guy like Osvaldo Beto. You're looking at Quinn Priester. You're going down farther down the line. You're looking at guys like Thomas Harrington. You're looking at Bubba Chandler. Lots of guys like that that can also make impacts in this rotation. But Luis Ortiz, as of right now, is the guy that can come to the big league level with a above-grade major league fastball, in my opinion, that has tons of movement and tons of velocity and make an impact. So what expectations do we have for Luis Ortiz tonight? Well, first, for starters, on Friday this past week, we knew something was up because he got pulled from the game early, his pitch count was limited, his innings count was limited, and Vince Velasquez was coming off of uh, removing himself from the game with right elbow discomfort and then placed on the IL shortly after. So we kind of expected that this was going to happen uh, with Luis Ortiz just with the way the days lined up. Now it remains to be seen if we're going to get this start from Luis Ortiz and nothing else um, or if we're going to get to see him in an extended period of time. It really, I think, depends on how he pitches tonight because if he pitches really well, which he can do, uh, I mean, you're looking on the fact that he's on pace to have his third straight 100-plus strikeout season at the minor league level. He had 138 in 2022 and 113 in 2021. He can come up here and do that. Again, fresh off of watching Mitt Keller pitch nine innings of shutout baseball, Luis Ortiz is going to want to go out there and prove something to himself, and I think he can do it. The biggest things I think we need to see from Luis Ortiz tonight, pound the zone with that fastball. Hitters know it's coming, and it's still going to mess him up. It's going to mess him up. 
It's it's a crazy fastball. Just go to his baseball savant page and look at all that stuff. It is nuts. <laughs> it is very fun to look at. Now, the biggest thing that I think we need to watch for Luis Ortiz tonight is what I mentioned earlier. Can he consistently throw the good off-speed pitch to pair with the plus fastball? That is what we're going to be looking for from Luis Ortiz. And also, Luis Ortiz is not going to go out there and do what Mitch Keller did last night. One, I don't think the Pirates are going to let him go that far into a game. And two, it remains to be seen how he's going to be in his 2023 debut. You look at last year when he was up here in 2022, and I have it in my notes here, um, while he was in Altoona, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh last year, he did fine, but obviously still needed some work, still needed some work to begin this season. And what we've seen from this rotation, he was just an odd man out of a rotation that has been very good and a very big reason why the Pirates are a above 500 baseball team that is playing good baseball in first place in the NL Central. Luis Ortiz, for himself, can only add to what the Pirates have been able to do with this rotation by going out tonight, like I said, pound the zone. Mitch Keller last night on 103 pitches had 77 strikes. I would love to see something compared to that for Luis Ortiz. Get into good counts for yourself, too. 0-1 count, 0-2 count, because that'll only work in Luis Ortiz's favor if he's in pitcher's counts, because even if your off-speed isn't working to what the advantage of what you want it to work as, you can go out there and you can have that throwaway pitch that puts you in a 1-2 count and then go back to the fastball, which he loves to elevate as well, which he can elevate very, very well. That's what you want to see Luis Ortiz do tonight. Stay in pitcher's counts. Don't get behind in counts. Because once he starts getting behind in counts and hitters start expecting the fastball, that's where his trouble usually comes. And I mean, honestly, after the start that we got to see from Mitch Keller last night, I think Luis Ortiz, I would expect four to five at max six innings from him. Maybe like one or two, three earned runs in that realm. I think he's going to come out with a fire under him. I think he's going to do very well. He's going to want to give the big league club a great first impression in the year 2023. Again, he got his first impression last year. And the keys to it, again, pound the zone, get in plus counts, use the fastball like you know how to, and let your off-speed pitches do the work. Don't be scared to throw the off-speed. He can live by the fastball all he wants. He can also die by the fastball very quickly. It is something that happens to pitchers all the time. The velocity from an outside point looks great. If you're looking at just the velocity in the break, looks phenomenal. But it's not going to work consistently if you can only throw one pitch. That's what I want to see from Luis Ortiz tonight. I want to see him use his other pitches to his advantage with the plus fastball. But we'll see tonight what Luis Ortiz has under his belt here for the Pittsburgh Pirates as he will be facing off, I believe, with Jose Urania. I may be wrong there. Um, no, it's going to be uh, 
Siebel, who we will be facing off, who enters the game with a 5-3-0 ERA. And at the time of recording, if we look at the MLB.com app, as I'm doing here, Luis Ortiz is listed as the Pittsburgh Pirates starter tonight at 6.35 Eastern time against the Colorado Rockies. And in the third segment of our show, segment of our show stealing bases and being aggressive on the base pass is a very nice thing. But can we please stop stealing third base? We'll be right back. Alrighty, everybody, and welcome to the final segment of today's episode of Locked On Pirates. Again, brought to you by FanDuel Everydayers. Thank you for listening every single day here on the Locked On Pirates podcast. I love you guys so much, and I'm also thinking about making something special for you guys that you'll be able to buy here soon from myself here at the Locked On Pirates podcast, so that's in the works. Also, to everybody that's new, thank you for tuning in for the first time, if you're tuning in for the first time here on Locked On Pirates. And there's something that has been getting at Ethan a little bit that he just is getting tired of. The Pirates have been one of, if not the most, aggressive teams on the base path all year. And in April... It mostly worked. Jiwon Bay was stealing bases like it was his life's duty to do so. Everybody was stealing bases. Carlos Santana, Andrew McCutcheon, Key Brian Hayes, everybody was. They were doing it again Monday night. They were stealing second base at will, for the most part, again. But Derek Shelton, or whoever's doing it, I don't, I don't know who's making the decision to do it, but whoever is making the decision to do it, for the love of everything that is holy, for my sanity and the sanity of my listeners and the sanity of Pirates fans everywhere that also should be listening to the show, stop stealing third base. Stop doing it. There's an old adage in baseball. If you're stealing third, you better be Ricky Henderson or know that you're getting there. Because in multiple instances in the game Monday night, you had the instance with, uh, with Rodolfo Castro where I have no earthly idea how the umpire thought he was safe to begin with. He called him safe anyway. He was out by a mile. And then you had it happen again. And then Key Brian Hayes also had one happen too where there was two different instances where the Pittsburgh Pirates had a double play strikeout and stolen base thrown out to end an inning. You cannot have that happen. And it's fine to be aggressive when stealing bases now with the bigger bases, with some of the new rules in baseball. It is perfectly fine to be aggressive. But when you're also looking at an offense that can't seem to hit the baseball right now, not putting up a lot of runs, two things are very important for an offense that is struggling like it is and can't put up runs. You get 27 outs. Don't throw them away like they're useless. That's what this is doing. When you're just stealing bases nonchalantly and getting thrown out at third to end innings, you're throwing away outs. And it's also telling me something, too, that you're not trusting your lineup. I understand that the lineup has looked awful over the past week. I mean, they hit below the Mendoza line as a team last week. But the only way to get out of a slump offensively is to hit the baseball. And when you're taking outs away from your lineup that you don't get back, 
by the way. It's not like a loan. Like, you don't loan outs out and then get them back. It doesn't help the offense. It actually, in my opinion, makes it more stagnant. Because how do you feel as a hitter if your runner is stealing third and he gets thrown out and you strike out, mind you, and then the inning's over? You're the guy on deck who still, by the way, even with two outs, has a runner in scoring position. Which, over the past week again, the Pirates have been awful with. So, what are the ways to fix things in baseball? Get into those situations and succeed in those situations. But if you're stealing third base or trying to, and you get thrown out multiple times over the past week, I mean, we've seen it over the past week like crazy. You had Castro in the race series get thrown out on a pass ball that went past the catcher at home. It's it's mistakes like that that the Pirates used were making last year and the year before that and the year before that. This team right now is a first-place baseball team, and this is not what first-place baseball teams do. This is not what winning baseball teams do. Again, to preface this, I am perfectly okay with being aggressive on stealing bases right now. You have speed on this team. Utilize it. But in these situations where you have one out and a runner in scoring position, you can't take this stuff out of here. You just can't. It ruins innings. It takes runs off the board. Because even worse, and I don't have an occurrence of remembering if this happened yet or not, but what happens if you have no outs and you steal from second to third and you get thrown out, then you're starting all over again. Because re- screw having the du- the leadoff double to start an inning, now you have one out and nobody on base. It's almost like the guy was never on base. It- it's one of those things that I know I'm nitpicking on a little bit, and it's, it-, it-, it is infuriating. It really is. Because it's something that the Pirates just don't need to do. And if you're trying to get out of an offensive slump, Let your lineup do it. Let them have runners in scoring position. When Key Brian Hayes, who's batting leadoff, hits a leadoff double, he doesn't need to steal third. He's not a plus runner anyway. He's fast, but he's not a plus runner. He's a professional athlete. He's going to be fast, but he's not G1 Bay on the base pass. He's not Jorge Mateo on the base pass. He's not Whit Merrifield. You don't need to steal bases for the sake of stealing bases. Let Brian Reynolds, Carlos Santana, Andrew McCutcheon, Jack Sawinski, let your lineup score the runs so they can have the feeling of scoring runners in scoring position again. Something that Derek Shelton just needs to work on. I guess we made a trade. He lets pitchers go deep in games. Now he steals bases whenever he wants. But it's something the Pirates can work on. On a positive note to end this show, the Pittsburgh Pirates ended their seven-game Losing streak with a Mitch Keller masterclass. We get to watch Luis Ortiz, number 48 for the Pittsburgh Pirates, pitch tonight on Tuesday against Siebold of the Rockies. It's going to be a fun Tuesday night, everybody. Of course, check out my post-game story on Inside the Bucks Basement. Of course, my Locked On Now recap will be on after the game as well. And then tomorrow morning, 
We'll be recapping the happenings of Game 2 and taking a look at the afternoon Game 3, which should also be a doozy. Maybe the Pirates can be looking for yet another sweep of the Colorado Rockies, but I won't get ahead of myself. Thank you for making the Locked On Pirates podcast your first listen here every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, check us out tomorrow. Check us out with Craig on Thursday and check us out on Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network on YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ethan Smith. Follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. Have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. Stay safe, be happy, and I'll see you on the flip side.